Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Yes, indeed, it is Soccer City on a Thursday evening at 6 o'clock. We are here every Thursday evening at 6 o'clock here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is here as well. Avery is our producer tonight, and we are thrilled that you are joining us. This is the show where we talk all things Louisville City Racing, Louisville, and Louisville Professional Soccer. UPS Jobs text line is open, 437-9680, where you can be a part of the show. Louisville City preparing for a game against Miami this weekend. Their story, are they healthy finally after a weekend off? We'll discuss that. Josh Winder called into the U-20, the U.S. Men's National Team U-20 World Cup squad. He'll be only the second Kentuckian to ever go uh, to represent the United States in a World Cup of any age. Um, and he's the first man, the first male player to do it. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that as well. We have a terrific, terrific guest lined up for today's show. Also, Timby Kotlana, the South African superstar, is healthy and made her debut last week with Racing Louisville. We will chat with her coming up at 620. And so, Benton, let's begin with her team. Uh, with so many things to discuss, with two games coming up at Lynn Family Stadium this weekend, by the way. You can have a double dip of soccer in Butchertown Friday night. Racing Louisville against the Chicago Red Stars at 7.30. Go to RacingLouFC.com slash tickets. Lou City, as we mentioned, at home on Saturday night at 7 o'clock against Miami. LouCity.com slash tickets. The phone number the same for both teams, 502-LOU-CITY. There's all-you-can-eat options for both games. There are $8 tickets for students to both games, and there are lots of other really affordable, really great seats uh, to see both Racing Louisville and Louisville City in action this weekend. But Benton, as I mentioned, let's start with Racing Louisville. Uh, last week, we were very optimistic, I'll say, um, However, the winless streak continues to open the season for Racing Louisville, and now they're coming off of a loss to Orlando on the road, an Orlando team that really, really is struggling right now. It was a one to nothing loss for Racing Louisville. Uh, it felt in a big, big way like a step backward for this team, this team that was showing promise, this team that was just on the cusp of, of turning the corner towards success. And they took a big step back last week against Orlando. Yeah, Tembi Cantlana's debut was really the the one and only highlight of that match. It was it was not not a good match. One nil scoreline. That feels gracious for for racing. Uh, Orlando could have easily had more goals. Their expected goal value was over two. They got a bunch of fantastic shots, and the one that went in kind of feels painful. You know, it's one that Katie Lent probably wants back. One she yeah. could have stopped and has stopped before. 
Yeah, certainly uh, a goalkeeper of Katie Lund's quality. Got a hand to it. Um, just couldn't keep it out, and it was just an awkward, an awkward goal to give up. Um, but outside of that, I mean, look, you give up that goal, you certainly are frustrated. But outside of that, the performance just wasn't there. And look, to be fair to racing, Louisville, Savannah DeMello, as we talked about a lot last week, had to miss this game because of a red card suspension, a silly, silly red card that she took against O.L. Reign in the second half for punting the ball away just out of frustration. Um, a silly, silly moment for her, and it results in, in a red card and results in the one-game suspension. So racing Louisville was down, arguably their best player. I think at this point we can stop saying arguably. I think she is the best player and certainly the most dynamic, creative player on the team. So, you know, that obviously had a huge impact, but, but how, how much do you take out of this um, this performance from what you saw, Benton, given that she wasn't in the lineup and given, but also given who they were playing. I mean, Orlando was a team that was uh, in last place. Uh, they had been struggling for the most part this season. They're a team that's rebuilding in large parts, and Racing Louisville went down there and just laid an egg. Yeah, I mean, you have to get points from these kind of match, right? Like, Orlando's probably not going to be in the playoff picture when we get to the end of the season. These are the t- kind of teams you have to get something from. I think even a draw would have been a lot more palatable and still felt in some sort of ways like forward momentum. But lo- but just totally losing and losing in the fashion that they did, it just it feels really bad, and it puts that much more pressure on this next match against Chicago. Yeah, the, this uh, upcoming game against Chicago, it's another opportunity for racing Louisville against a team that's struggling. Chicago currently in last place. Uh, they are sitting right there with Racing Louisville in that regard, tied on four points apiece. Chicago has a victory. Racing Louisville, again, the only team in the league to this point. Now six games in across the league. They're the only team to not win a game yet, Racing Louisville. Uh, but this is another team in Chicago that's really struggling. It's another opportunity for Racing Louisville to get a win, and they're coming home, and Savannah DeMello will be back. I hate to be negative like this, but is it fair to start asking questions about the staff? Is, 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 like, at what point does Coach Kim's seat start to become hot, right? We have, we have all the personnel that we need. Sure, there's been travels. Sure, there's been injuries. All the teams deal with this. But at, at a certain point, this, this lack of wins, people have got to start asking questions. Are we, are we nearing that point, do you think? I think it's a valid question. Are, are, is, is it time for fans to, to maybe hit the panic button? Um, obviously, you know, a long time to go in the season, but we're nearly, uh, we're, we're getting close to the, the third waypoint of the season, uh, if you want to look at, look at it that way. I mean, six games doesn't sound like a ton, but it's a significant portion of the NWSL schedule. And to, to go to this point in the year without a win, I think it's valid if some fans do start to ask questions uh, like you just posed and maybe do start to look to that panic button and say, oh boy, is this team not going to be what we thought they were? Yeah, Michael Shaw, FloridaLeeFC.com. He wrote on the stateoflouisville.com's website about kind of an update like through this point of the season and, and made a lot of really good points. And one of it was pointing out is that we're underperforming compared to last year, which is absolutely not what anybody would have bet on coming in. I mean, confidence is still high, and I still have a lot of confidence in this in this roster. I just you just have to wonder if if there's almost a coaching element of the problems here, whether it's personnel selection, formation selections, all you know, all the influencing factors there. I mean, is that what's hindering the team? I'm I'm not the man with the answers here, but um, sure, one to wonder about them. I mean, you know, and and some people might be listening to us and saying, "Hey, you guys are being way too hyperbolic. You're overselling this." I mean, racing Louisville is four points back of the playoffs right now. Um, that that gap is just going to continue and continue to grow if they do not start winning. I mean, that's it's plain and simple. Uh, you have to start winning. You can get ties all day long, but tying every game is not going to get you into the playoffs. And that's the goal for this team. That was the expectation for this team. This is a team that 
spent a lot of money in the offseason. Um, I mean, Uchina Canoe is the best example of that. Uh, came over from Tigres in Mexico for a reported fee of around $150,000. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not Patrick Mahomes' NFL money, but for the NWSL, that's a nice chunk of change just to pay for the right to sign a player, not to mention her salary, not to mention what she's making. Um, so th- the investment has been there in terms of, you know, it, we, we've seen players resign long-term contracts. We saw today Abby Ursig signed up for next season for Racing Louisville, a 33-year-old New Zealand veteran, a center back who started every game this year for racing so far, coming over from North Carolina in the offseason. Uh, Jalen House, Savannah DeMello, Katie Lund, Lauren Malay, all players that have signed longer-term deals through at least 2025. The investment has been there on, on the part of, of the club and the ownership. They have spent money on this team, but they've not gotten the return on that investment in terms of wins yet. Exactly. At a certain point, that, uh, that potential has to come to fruition, and we're starting to kind of run out of time until that potential maybe isn't what we thought it was. I still believe it is, and there's still time to turn this around, but again, we're, we're running out of time to, to right the ship. That question about the panic button, if fans should be pressing the panic button, well, head coach Kim Bjorkegren was asked about um, whether or not it's time to panic. Here's what he had to say. Our goal is, have been the whole time, and, and still is to be the top six, so and we want to play the final in the end of the year, and then we need to start to win. Uh, it's no panic. We only played six games, but we start need to start to win, and uh, I think we are really close to do that. So we're looking forward to the game on Friday for sure. So he says no panic, but he acknowledges that the team needs to start winning. I, I feel like I'm a pretty patient individual, but even I'm starting to kind of wondering, my hand's starting to hover near that panic button, so I have to imagine there's a number of people out there that are, have already been hitting it and, and are kind of alarmed at where we're at compared to where we expect to be. What do we, what do we think about this game coming up on Friday against Chicago? They're returning home, uh, racing Louisville. Um, you, you know, even though they haven't won, there have been good performances. Saturday down at Orlando was not one of those good performances. Let's be frank and clear yeah. about that. Uh, it was just simply not good enough from racing Louisville in terms of if they wanted to win that game, they didn't have, uh, in Kim Bjorkegren's words, they didn't have the energy, they didn't have the fight, they didn't have the desire uh, to win that game down in Orlando. But now they return home. They had um, it's a little bit of a shorter week because they're playing Saturday, turn around and play on a Friday. Um, what, what do you make out of this game generally? I, I think it becomes even more important, right? Like Chicago is also not a good team. This time we get to play them at home. Also knowing the context of this lack of winning streak has gone on yet even another game longer. I feel like the pressure, the the importance of this one has only ramped up. I, I almost want to call it a must-win game. Is that is that a fair call? I think so as well. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. It, it is a must-win game to me because, as we said last week with Orlando, the opportunity. I mean, to be winless to this point in the season for Racing Louisville, to face a team, the only team that is with you at the bottom of the standings is, is Chicago. I mean, they're right there with you at, at the bottom. Uh, and if you can't beat them at home, who are you going to be able to beat? Uh, I mean, at this point, if, if they don't go out and win this game Friday, I think that's a legitimate question of who is this team going to be able to beat? So I, I do think it's a must win in a lot of ways. It, it's a must win for the emotions. It's a must win to legitimately make the playoffs at this point um, because you can't, again, you just can't keep going week after week after week without winning. You're going to find yourself suddenly, if they don't win for, say, two more weeks, they'll be out of the playoff picture legitimately, realistically. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not that 
early in the season anymore, uh, you can start kind of counting the points and looking to the other team's schedules and saying they're going to keep up their pace. When is racing going to make up that gap? And it needs to start now. I mean, Coach Kim and the players, they have to start to be running out of things to say to the media when, you're, when you ask these kind of questions. If it keeps lingering and lingering, they've really got to get this monkey off their back. And this is a, as good of an opportunity as they're ever going to get to do that is playing a weak team like Chicago at home. We get to find out, are we also a weak team or are we going to finally shake off this not so great start to the season that we've had? Yeah, that game again coming up on to- it's tomorrow night. I almost said on Friday night. Friday's tomorrow. So it's match day minus one, as they would say around, uh, around the organization. Uh, Racing Louisville hosting the Chicago Red Stars. It starts at 7.30 tomorrow night. $2 beers. Uh, no, actually, that's next week. Uh, don't listen to me. Uh, there is the fan zone. You should come out early for the fan zone regardless and don't, don't look at your weather app and get all worried. The rain's going to be <laughs> yeah. early in the day. It's going to be totally fine by the time the fan zone opens and the game starts. But again, racing Louisville, just to, to reiterate the point, to, to hammer home the headline for their season so far, they remain the only team in the league in the NWSL out of 12 teams to not win a game so far through six games played. Every team in the league has played six games. Um, it's starting to become a little bit of a hairy spot, a hairy situation for this team if they are going to try. As Kim Bjorkegren mentioned, their goal, he said, was to reach the final. I mean, that's an ambitious, lofty goal for this, this team. But if that's the goal... The clock is ticking. I hate that fact so much. Yeah. Let's get a win so we can talk about something else. We can talk about three points. We can talk about how good our team is. I'm with you. I I'm need w- upward momentum. I'm with you, 100%. Uh, we have a fantastic guest coming up in our next segment, Timby Katlana, the South African superstar who made her debut for Racing Louisville after a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy injury. What a comeback story she has. She will join us when we return. And, oh, coming up later, Louisville City, they've got problems of their own, a little bit of a goal-scoring drought right now, but hopefully they're getting some guys healthy. We will update you on the health and the injury status of Louisville City ahead of their potential playoff preview against Miami on Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium. So, Timby Kotlana, when we return, you're listening to Soccer City here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. You're locked on Soccer City, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back, Soccer City, here on ESPN 680-1057. We're getting ready for an action-packed double-dip weekend at Lynn Family Stadium. Racing Louisville in action there tomorrow night against the Chicago Red Stars. And then you turn around one night later and we got Lou City against Miami on Saturday night. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets are available. LouCity.com slash tickets. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets. 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. And uh, Benton, if you're trying to make plans this weekend, there's even more reason to come out to Lynn Family Stadium on Saturday night. Because it's Pups at the Pitch. Oh, yeah. Why miss that one? That's the game to go to with all the dogs. We get two home games this weekend. Like, oh, it's just perfect. Yeah, bring your perfect weekend. Bring your dog out to the to Lynn Family Stadium on Saturday night to watch Lucity take on Miami. Uh, Two teams that are currently above the playoff line in the Eastern Conference. Two teams that uh, have a little bit of history together. The coach for Miami, Anthony Pulis, has a lot of history with Louisville City at this point. uh, Between Orlando City B, between St. Louis, uh, a couple of other stops throughout his career. So it's going to be a phenomenal game on Saturday night. Uh, Timby Kotlana, our guest, has not yet called in. 
So do stay tuned. We hope that we can get her on the line at some point within the next 40 minutes or so before our show runs out at 7 o'clock. Um, so while we're waiting on her to come in or call in and chat, Benton, let's, let's switch gears and talk about uh, Louisville City FC. It's been an eventful week for them. Despite being off last weekend, again, uh, Derby weekend every year, somehow Louisville City has worked it in their favor to be off. And I understand a lot of the guys went out to the track, uh, got to experience Kentucky Derby Day in all of its glory. Uh, so obviously a, a great experience for them. But perhaps more importantly, Benton, as, as it pertains to the Louisville City season, a week off and a chance for them to get some guys healthy. The injury bug has been, uh, if not the number one issue, it's probably been the number two issue uh, for Louisville City this year. It's contributed to, to any criticism you want to have about the team of their performance. The injury bug has played a factor in it. Hopefully they can get some guys back. Uh, I mean, looking at the injury list, it's, it seems like they needed a whole nother week as well. We got Cameron Lancaster out, Kyle Morton out, Manny Perez out, Jordan Scarlett questionable. Cam and Kyle are precautionary. Manny kind of pulled his groin, so he might be out more than one game, a couple games perhaps. Yeah. There's, yeah. some, there's some news there here on Soccer City from Benton. Um, we do have Timby Kotlana on the line now, so let's switch gears back to racing Louisville. Uh, we're so thrilled that she has some time to talk to us today. Hey, Timby, how are you? Thanks for taking the time to chat. Good evening. Thanks for having me. This is uh, Timby Kotlana, the new signee, uh, making her debut for racing Louisville last time out after a long, long injury. Um, you know, Timby, run, run us, run the, our listeners through uh, what happened to you last year. It, that injury came just a few days after you signed with Racing Louisville, and it's been a long, difficult rehab process. So, how, how's that gone for you over the last year or so? Yeah, it's been it's been difficult. I mean, you know, having such a huge injury is is never an easy thing. But as I've been saying to the media, it that the thing that was really easy for me was knowing that. Louisville has my back. I mean, I signed, and then a couple of days later, I got injured. Anyone could have pulled away, you know. But it was nice to see that Louisville wants me to be here, and um, it, it, it was good that when I was at home, I, I know that I'm working towards coming back to play for Louisville. And so far, my rehab has been amazing. My federation from South Africa has been supporting me from the start of the injury the same way that Louisville has been supporting me and I made my debut last week. Yeah, it was exciting to see you get back on the pitch. How's your health now? Are you are you back to 100%? Are you still kind of working your way back up there? How are you feeling? Oh, I feel good. I feel good and great, healthy, happy to be back. Um, of course, I'm still, you know, taking care of myself. I uh, still have a program that I have to follow, even though um, I'm back 100%, but it's just, you know, the team integrating me slowly into getting some minutes, you know, and I'm, I'm truly grateful for everything that they do for me here, especially the medical team, the people that work with me every single day, and the other girls that are injured to make sure that we come back to fully playing. You know, the timing, you you mentioned it a little bit in, in your answer to the first question, but the timing of the injury was so bizarre because it was mm-hmm. just a couple of days after that you signed with Racing Louisville. Um, yeah. What what were your emotions at the time? I would imagine, you know, obviously you would have been excited to start a new journey with Louisville um, and then the injury happens. What were you feeling at, at the time when all of this took place? I was anxious, like anyone would be anxious about about getting injured. But like I said, the moment I knew that Louisville still wants me to come back and play for them. It made a lot of my load to be much easier. And the fact that it was almost halfway through the season and they allowed me to, you know, be at home and stay with my family and friends and be around my loved ones, that 
I think took a lot of my shoulders because then I was only focused on you know getting my rehabilitation done and having a good foundation so that when the preseason starts six months, seven months later, I'm ready to you know have something that I can work towards. One of the interesting things, one of the really cool things that has happened uh, since you signed with Racing Louisville. Um, is South African fans have started following Racing Louisville and interacting with Racing Louisville on social media. Um, obviously, you, you you know have such a, a strong support base back there, uh, back home for you. Um, what, what what does that mean to you? And and how cool is it to see your fans supporting you in in this new journey with Racing Louisville? It means a lot, you know, to always you know have the love from home because uh, almost my whole career I've been moving everywhere, and for the people in South Africa to be following me and, and supporting me everywhere I go and also showing the same love and energy to the teams that I play for, for me, it's super amazing because not only do they follow me in South Africa, but they also follow what I do outside of the country. And that means then I have, you know, more people following me and I can make more exposure in, in terms of inspiring people and growing up not only the people that are following me, but also the teams that I play for, you know, they also get to engage with my South African friends, with it, which is something that's really amazing. Talking with uh, Timbi Kalana here, the South African star who made her debut with Racing Louisville last week against Orlando. And for anybody listening, by the way, Timbi scored over 20 international goals for South Africa. So a big star on the international scene. So, uh, Tembi, this is your second opportunity to play in the NWSL. You were at the Houston mm-hmm. Dash in 2018. So what was your impressions of the league then, and how does it compare to now? Yeah, I think there's a huge difference between when I signed for Houston and, and now when I signed for Louisville, because when I signed for Houston, I was, it was my first professional contract. I was still young. You know, there was still a lot of things that I had to learn, get a lot of experience, and also, you know, a big step for me because... Like I said, signing my first professional contract and coming in the best league in the world. NWSL is known to be the best league in the world in terms of competition, in terms of the intensity of the game and how a lot of players are smarter, you know. And now, a couple of years later, I get an opportunity to come back to play here with racing. It's a different a different feeling because then now I'm more experienced. I've gained, you know, a lot of things under my belt. I have experience to help my team and also not so easy coming back from an injury to play at such a a high level but here I am you know made my debut last week and I'm feeling great Let's talk a little bit about that moment for you, that debut against Orlando. Uh, you know, obviously it wasn't a huge uh, contribution to the team. You came on a little later on in the game, um, but it, it had to be rewarding for you, I'm sure, to, to have that moment where your number was called, uh, where you were pulled into the game, uh, given everything you've gone through, given all the work you've done in rehab. Just just tell us what that moment was like for you, what was going through your mind as you, as you ran on the field last week down in Florida. It was a huge moment for me. But I also want to believe it was a huge moment for, you know, the medical team. And when I say the medical team, I, I talk about everyone here in, in Louisville helping me, uh, the physical trainer, uh, the physios, the people that are with me constantly every single day. And obviously the surgeon that made the, the surgery and the people that took care of me in South Africa because it was a long process. You know, we made sure that we do not skip any step we do not rush into you know coming back to play but we you know every single day every single week we make sure that we 
make progress and for us to have made that progress for me to be on the field I, I want to believe it was a huge moment not only for me but for everyone and of course for the fans of, of, of Louisville uh, to see me play I mean they've been so patient and supporting all the way even you know from the moment I signed to the moment of coming back it has been nice to also get like some warm messages and, and best regards from everywhere around the world Let's talk a little bit about this season for Racing Louisville. Obviously, you've you know played just a small part so far. It'll be a bigger part as the season goes along. Um, but it's no secret that, that the team hasn't won a game yet uh, through six games. Um, how, do, how do you view the season? How, do, how has it gone so far? Um, what has been your impression of, of how this season has unfolded for Racing Louisville? Yeah, I mean, the NWSL is a, is a tough league, and we are, what, six games now without a win, but there, there, there have been games where we are pretty decent, you know, and all the things that we are practicing and wanting the way we want to play has been, you know, purely shown um, on the field. I, I think it's just a matter of us, you know, being patient enough to get a win. We've been working so hard, everyone here in the club, the girls, every day in training to make sure that we get the best results. Of course, as much as we work hard, the other team, the other teams are working hard too. Uh, but, you know, the next coming two, two games we're playing at home, you know, I think the energy from the fans and the support will give us an advantage. Um, we want to play for our fans. We want to play for our city. And it's something that we know at the back of our minds that we, we need to get a win. We're talking with uh, Timby Katlana, a new player for Racing Louisville, just made her debut for the team last week. Go ahead, Benton. Now, Timby, one thing we like to ask people is that we're pretty proud of our, our food and, and coffee scene here in Louisville. What places have you been enjoying since coming to town? So far, I've been to Mama's Barbecue, actually. Oh. Like, I, went out, <laughs> I went out with my teammates for my, for my birthday. Uh, it, it's been amazing. I haven't been so much out because... I mean, one thing about me, I don't like a cold place, and it's being cold in Louisville for a couple of months. But it's starting to warm up, you know, and I'm starting to go out. So hopefully soon I'll get to, you know, experience more, you know, options of food and going out. But I love it so far here. Yeah, Mama's Barbecue, that's a, that is good a choice. good recommendation. Yeah. That is an excellent choice. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the weather is starting to warm up, uh, so hopefully some more opportunities for you to get out and experience the city. Uh, hey, Timby, thanks so much for chatting with us. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, good luck to you as you continue to, to get back to your full health and get back to your full contribution to the team, and obviously good luck to, to racing Louisville in general going forward and starting tomorrow night against uh, Chicago out at Lynn Family Stadium. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for having me. That's Timby Katlana, a, a new player for Racing Louisville, South African star who signed last year, uh, but then went down with, with a big injury um, and had to go through the entire rehab process. And now finally, finally last week made her debut for Racing Louisville. I think we've said this before on the show, but there's a lot of people surrounding the team that are very excited about her. So I can't wait for her to get a you know proper uh, proper game under her belt to show what she can do. Maybe bag some goals. How about that? You know, she's got a great scoring record at the international level. Let's see that translate here. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, over 60 caps for South Africa, over 20 goals for South Africa, has played uh, in the NWSL before with the Houston Dash, came over from Atletico Madrid in Spain, uh, so has played at the highest level in in Europe uh, and in the United States and elsewhere across the world over the course of her career. Still a young player, just 27 years old. Uh, so still has a bright, bright future and certainly 
when she gets back to, to full health and, and uh, you'd expect that she'll be one of the, the main contributors. She'll be in that argument to start every game uh, for racing Louisville in a, in a pretty, to be fair, the winger position for them is a pretty, uh, they got a lot of depth there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of competition yeah. in, in, our, in our attacking roles. I mean, we, we kind of went all out in signing those players. So uh, I, I like the idea of having a, a diversity of looks that you can you can roll out into the pitch. You know, we talked about the, the winless streak and we asked her about it. Um, one of the interesting things, if you look back at the history of her career, uh, when she was with the Houston Dash in 2018, that was a team that started the season five games without a win. Uh, so she's been there before. Um, you know that kind of experience that's why you go and sign a player with with her kind of experience because she can lean on that uh, to to remember hey I've been here before Uh, I survived to to fight another day let's just do it again here Um, and that's got to be I would think some of the message from her to her teammates is is hey let's not lose ourselves in this in this winless streak you got to continue believing in yourself believing in what you have believing in in what the end result will be uh, when you finally get around the corner and over the hill so to speak um, and, and again, as we mentioned in the, in the first segment, Benton, the opportunity is there on Friday. If there ever was an opportunity to get your first win of the season, it is at home against a Chicago team with just one win who is tied with you in the standings. Um, it's, it's, it's just a silver platter plate sitting there for racing Louisville to take advantage and get that first win of the season. I was going to use that same analogy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm my bad. <laughs> How about no, this? I mean, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a perfect chance to, to get these points and I'm, and I'm going to be so frustrated if if we don't get a win here. I mean, yeah, a draw would get us some points, some positive momentum. But like, man, we we just really need that first win so we can stop talking about these lack of Ws. Yeah, and and again, the performances have been there a number of times for particularly for some halves. Yeah, um, and they just need to put a full game together, and maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll see them do that tomorrow night again. Seven thirty kickoff at Lynn Family Stadium, the first game of a double dip of soccer down there in Butchertown this weekend. Racing tomorrow night. Lou City on Saturday night against Miami. And Benton, we were starting before we chatted with Timby, we were starting to talk about Lou City. So let's switch gears back to them completely and, and chat for them, chat about them for the next little while here. Um, you were talking about the injuries uh, for, for Louisville City. Let's go back over those again for anybody that's joining us or, or wasn't listening a few minutes ago. Yeah, so to go over the injury list, um, what I've heard is Cameron Lancaster is out, Kyle Morton is out, Manny Perez is out, and Jordan Scarlett is questionable. Cam and Kyle, more precautionary reasons, so nothing nothing too serious. Manny had a groin pull at the, uh, late in the Memphis game, so uh, he might miss a match or two related to that one. And uh, Jordan Scarlett's kind of um, returning back. He had a, some sort of bone bruising. And I think they're taking their time and, and – and going a little more patient with him, knowing that uh, Josh Widener is all, uh, all but likely to be departing at some point midway of the season to, to head the year up. Yeah, let's let's get into Josh Widener in just a second. Uh, but first, I want to hear about uh, or want to hear from rather Danny Cruz again. Louisville City had an off week. Uh, a lot of the guys went out to the Derby. A couple of guys went down to the Grand Prix down in Miami, Amadou Dia and Paolo Del Piccolo. So uh, the key thing here, time for them to get healthy. And uh, Danny Cruz said it's been a pretty good couple of weeks for Louisville City heading into this game Saturday. listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, welcome back to Soccer City. This will be our final segment. Uh, We just had a little bit of a technical issue 
and uh, went to break there. So let's get back to what we were doing. We were trying to hear from Danny Cruz, who talked about uh, that it's been a couple of weeks off for Louisville City, and they've been productive in that time. Yeah, they, the the days uh, the days have been extremely beneficial. We're, we're not focused on an opposition. We're focused on ourselves, uh, where we need to improve. And I think the guys took it in stride. We pushed them really hard last week, uh, gave them a couple of days off. But uh, the group is, is certainly in a good way, uh, in my opinion. And again, the results have been good over the last three, four games. It's just making sure that the performance continue to improve and I think being at home is certainly going to help that so Danny Cruz says uh, the team in a good way that's a Danny Cruzism, by the way I've heard him say that a few times but uh, that's a, that's positive news considering the last time you and I were here last Thursday Benton for Soccer City which airs every Thursday night at six o'clock here on these same stations by the way uh, we were very critical of Louisville City coming off of that 1-1 tie down in Memphis a game in which they scored in the first 10 minutes but then frankly we're second best for the last hour or so of that game particularly in the second half so it's good to see from Danny Cruz at least uh, hearing from him there that he seems positive about how the couple of weeks have gone uh, despite as you mentioned before we went, went to break there despite still having some guys battling injury um, he's he seems positive heading into this Miami game yeah I mean we, we've talked about this before he's been a he's a big fan of having the competition within practice and even you know having a guy like Cameron Lancaster might be out uh, we now got uh, Martin Powell's who's going to be able to keep up that competition with Wilson Harris and try to bring out the, the best from our team but I I think having that week off is a, a good reset for the team get their minds right take a step back a little bit like you said a lot of the guys enjoyed the derby it was a lot of fun seeing the pictures on instagram and the f1 event Very yeah cool. how cool, cool is that there, if, yeah. if it's not not one race it's the other for for louisville city over the weekend uh you mentioned martin powells let's talk about him we, we talked about him last week after he signed he is now in louisville he practiced with the team this week he was uh, a part of the practice today uh when when uh they spoke to reporters and uh, here's what he uh rather danny cruz had to say about that new signing again six foot seven out of the Netherlands. Here's what Danny Cruz had to say. He's obviously a big boy, but I think his... Well, uh, my computer decided to pause on me there. So we're not going to be able to hear that right off the bat. Um, anyway, <laughs> this, is, this show's falling off the rails for us here. Uh, Martin Powell's big guy, but the scouting report on him is not that his size is such a, a, a factor. It is, obviously. Anytime you're six foot seven, that's going to play a role. Um, but... He's really good with his feet, a really talented technical guy coming over from the the Dutch second division where he spent all of his career. Um, Signing him at this point in the season, he's going to bring a little bit more punch to that attack. And I'm curious, what do you think, Benton? Uh, They didn't mention anything about this um, at, at, at training today. But do you think we'll see him this weekend? It's been it'll be a pretty quick turnaround for him. Um, but he, he, they might need him with Cameron Lancaster out. He might need to be available. I was going to say now, knowing that Cameron Lancaster's out, I'm kind of expecting it. You know, I mean, it's it's going to take some time to integrate with the squad, but you kind of want that 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 depth up top. So I guess part of that's going to depend on um, on what the pr- plans are for for Brian Ombi, who can also kind of flex up into that that main striker role. But I like the idea personally of of having somebody more in their natural position. So. I'd have him on the bench personally, but we'll see. We'll find out on Saturday. I'm going to run the risk of playing sound again. And if this doesn't work, then I'll just, I'll just end playing sound for the day. But here's Martin Powells. He, was, he spoke to reporters today as well. And he was asked about his playing style, about his height, but also the fact that he's a very technical player. So I like to play with my feet. I'm like six foot seven, but I like to ball with my feet. And uh, I want to score. So if, the, if I get the ball in, in, in good situations, I can be effective on goal. 
and take on my man. Like for sure with my height, like if if we're in in trouble or behind and we need a late winner or a late equalizer, it's it's good to hide. <laughs> so he says there that he's not a player that likes to rely on his height, but he admits that when they need to use it, when they need to put him in the box for a set piece, when they need a late goal to try and salvage something out of a game, uh, he's not going to shy away from using his six foot seven frame to, to jump up and, and win balls in the air. Um, I mean, if, if he is able to utilize that part of his, his, his athleticism, that's going to be a big asset. I mean, not many guys in the USL, well, not many guys in the world of soccer, frankly, are tall enough to contend with a six foot seven center forward. So that'll be, if there's anything I'm looking forward to the most with Martin Powell's, I want to see him get on the end of a cross into the box and just see what he's able to do in the air. Um, I mean, certainly he's got talent. He says he's got talent. He likes to play with the ball at his feet, and that'll be a part of his game that, that obviously will be good to see as well. But I'm just just chomping at the bit to see him get on the end of a corner kick. Oh, I'm excited to see him in action. You have to think that that really transforms how teams are going to um, scout us, potentially like with the set pieces and how that might change their, their shape and whatnot. I don't know. It adds an interesting wrinkle that plays in, in Louisville City favor, even if they don't plan on leveraging it or not. I imagine they will. But um, I mean, I'm just excited to see what he's made out of. But it's a Louisville City team and a Louisville City attack right now, Benton, that is, uh, it has not really performed up to the level that we would have expected this season. Now, you had a great uh, story on VamosMorados.com where you compared this year to last year that is up and available for anybody to read. Uh, and I went back and just did the simple counting statistics here. Louisville City has not scored multiple goals in a game since the season opener. That's nine consecutive games. And that's the longest stretch where you can say that, the longest such stretch ever in team history. The longest stretch where they failed to score multiple goals in a game at nine is the longest in team history. So suffice it to say, the attack, the offense, hasn't been there for, for Louisville City for the better part of two months now, dating back to that season opener at Orange County. Yeah, shameless plug time. So on my piece on VamosMorados.com, um, I mean, the long story short is is that our position in the table is not sustainable with with how we're scoring and how we're conceding. So I'm going to throw a few numbers at you. Please just do. To, just to paint Please the picture. Do. Goals four in 2022, 1.88. This year, 0.88. That's a full one whole goal difference there. Um, goals against last year, 0.82 on average. Um, 1.25 this season. Expected goals for and against a very similar situation. Right now, we're, um, or last season, we earned points at um, a rate of 2.12 a game. 1.75 a game. So every number is going the wrong direction compared to last year. Now, for context, last year was a pretty historically successful season for Louisville City. But on the flip side of that, we basically retained that entire roster. So I don't think it's unreasonable to have that same level of expectations for them to accomplish that again. They have that, they're have they that much more experienced playing with one another. If anything, you'd think they could maybe almost beat some of those. But right now, early on, I mean, still somewhat smallish sample size. It's not the greatest picture. And again, we're, I think we're pretty fortunate to be where we are at the table, given those numbers. Yeah, I think that's the key point to make out of, out, of, out of those statistics, Benton, is that, you know, a lot of people will look at it and say, hey, yeah, the offense hasn't been there. The goal scoring hasn't been there, but they're still in third place in the Eastern Conference. They're still right there in the thick of the battle that they wanted to be in. Um, but it's not sustainable if the performances that they're putting out there right now continue on that third place in the standings will likely not be there anymore. It's going to drop and drop and drop and drop and drop 
because, as we saw against Memphis, they were lucky to get out of there with the point. I mean, they, they scored an early goal off a corner kick, and then after that, they, they, could, they easily could have lost, say, 3-1 in that game. Um, and that's not the only time that we felt that way this year. So they've got to get an uptick in those performances if they want to maintain the standard that has been Louisville City, which has been to be the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, for most of the season, they've ranged somewhere between uh, decent and um, and. In, in good, not great, not excellent, not superb. And those are all the standards that we expect here. So again, a lot of this comes back to is the bar that this team has set historically. We're just always been an awesome team and we've had all the reason in the world coming in the season to expect for nothing to change there. So right now, not the best start in the world, but again, fortunate to have where we are in the in the table you know it's kind of the opposite situation for racing Absolutely, right we, yeah. we feel like that they're, they're performing at a higher level than what their table standing is placed so it's a interesting dilemma that we're having here in in, in the city of louisville in relation to our soccer teams i'm gonna run the risk of playing sound again here's danny cruz on the offensive woes that his team had faced this season i think there's a lot that goes into it there's a there's a big confidence piece uh that that plays a big role in it right i think once the first one goes in the guys start feeling better about themselves uh but again it's putting them uh under pressure moments in training a lot of repetition uh and a lot of di- giving them a lot of different ideas ultimately uh it's about you know executing on the week and I'm confident that the group's in a good spot and that uh, I've said it before in years past, the goals are going to come. I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not worried about it. It's just making sure that we're giving them the looks that they need to put them in positions where they're ready on the weekend. Now, I think Coach Cruz had an interesting comment there about remaining calm, the goals will come. Like, I I, want to reiterate, I mean, despite how some of these things are trending. I still have all the confidence in the world and, and not only the coaching staff, but these players as well. I think we, I think we will be successful. It's just, we're not where, where we would expect to be in in terms of the actual performances themselves. So um, I think Miami, it's, it's going to be a tough challenge. Um, they're they're not a bad team by by any stretch of the imagination. They're always a team that looks better on paper than they actually that, that actually transitions like into the table, right? But uh, but this season, at least early on, they seem to be uh, have a have a pretty good look to it. So this will be a good a reasonable good test for them, right? To see how they can perform. They had a week off. They're playing at home. You got to think that the the deck is stacked in in Louisville City's favor. But again, this isn't going to be a walk in the park. This isn't like the Chicago Red Star situation right. we have for exactly. for racing. They're they're a tougher opponent, and we do have to respect them. Yeah, Miami currently sitting tied for fourth in the standings. It's a, a little bit of a log jam in the middle of the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Pittsburgh all tied with eleven points, nine games played. Louisville City three points above that group in the standings with fourteen points on eight games played. So there is a little maybe a little silver lining right now for Louisville City that they have a game in hand on every team except for Memphis right now in the Eastern Conference. Um, so, you know, if, if let's say they win that game in hand, that would put them one point behind Charleston right now uh, if you put them even on games played. So, um, you know, that's that's all the detail there. But Miami, again, we mentioned uh, Anthony Pulis, the head coach for them. He's been around the league a long time, still a young guy, just 38 years old. Um, started coaching as a head coach in 2016 with Orlando City B. Went to St. Louis, the old St. Louis, the, the old USL St. Louis Rip. from a few years ago, indeed. Um, uh, he's a guy that's been, been around, and, uh, and Danny Cruz has, uh, has respect for him. He mentioned it in his, his comments today. Um, but it's not going to be an easy game. Uh, this is a Miami team with talent. Mark Segbers is uh, an all-USL quality player that plays for, for Miami. Um, it, it's going to be a tough test come Saturday night. You can't forget Paco Craig. That's right. Former Paco Louisville Kreb. City defender, indeed, former Louisville City defender. Um, what, what do you what do you want to see specifically um, out of Louisville City in terms of wh- what would make you 
say, all right, this team is back on the right track. This team is back heading in the direction that we want them to be. This is a team back heading to the top of the standings in the Eastern Conference. Is it just simply a manner of creating more chances? Is it simply a manner of, of uh, you know, looking a little crisper on the ball when they're knocking the ball around, trying to, to you know, make combination plays and, and passing the ball in the attacking end? What, what kind of specific thing would, would say to Benton Newman, hey, this Louisville City team back on track now? I'm watching the offensive side of the ball. I think that's been our bigger problems. Defensively, sure, we had some matches you can go back and look at and said they were not great. But by and large, I think that we're we're okay on the defensive front. It's the it's the attack that I'm concerned. Um, you know, it's the the creation and shots. We're just not getting tons of either of them, and they're not of the highest quality either. So I want to see a lot of good chances, and I want to see multiple goals scored in there. I don't I don't want a one nil win here. We need. I think I think they need to send a statement, and it needs to be you know two three. Nil two three one something like that. I want to see multiple goals in here. That's 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 my my objective I've set for the team. And it's not the top priority, but we have yet to mention, and we should mention that this game is going to be on ESPN two. It's going to be on a national stage for Louisville City on Saturday night. Am all, I, the, all the more reasons. Yeah, you're you're right. Okay, on that. I you gave me that. you gave me no, a look no, like no, I was you're, wrong. You're totally right. I just forgot that. But so to your point, uh, winning convincingly and putting that performance on the national stage would do a lot to uh, repair what damage, not that there's been a lot of damage to the reputation of Louisville City, but it would certainly say to everybody in the league, hey, Louisville City is back. Any thoughts about this team maybe not being the potent, powerful offense that it's been in years past? Uh, you you want to put those away this weekend on ESPN2. Yeah, I want, I want, I want to make the, the Derby's kind of a nice... Uh a nice turn of the page for the uh, for the Louisville City team, right? They had the first part of the season that eh, it had ups and downs, a few more downs than we would want. But then post-Derby, I want them to look red hot. I want them to start charging their way up the table. Let's create a gap. I want to win the regular season title. We still haven't done that yet. And uh, we need to start racking up some Ws and really some, creating some space on the table if we want to solidify our position there. All right, let's turn the page uh, to, to our final topic today. Uh, we've touched on it a little bit, mentioned it once, but Josh Winder, we expected this to happen. We thought it would happen, but he has officially been called up to the U.S. Youth National Team, the U-20 National Team for the World Cup. Just the second player from Kentucky, excuse me, to ever be called into a U.S. World Cup team. The former, the other player was Ella Sanchez of the Racing Louisville Academy, got called into a, a Youth Women's World Cup, uh, I believe just last summer. So uh, a huge honor for Josh Winder, another bullet point on a resume that is getting longer and longer and longer. Just turned 18 last week with his birthday. Again, the reports are he's going to go off to Europe in the summer, likely to Benfica, likely for about $1.5 million that will go to Louisville City. So he is a star in the making. And obviously, uh, the U.S. soccer setup, having already given him one senior call-up against Mexico a couple of weeks back, now calling him up for the U.S. U-20 World Cup team. They believe in Josh Winder. They think Josh Winder is going to be a a big contributor for the U.S. men's national team into the future. And maybe one day... Day, maybe one day, maybe even in the next World Cup in a couple of years' time, fingers crossed if you're a Louisville City fan, Josh Winder might feature in a senior men's World Cup. Who knows? It could come. He's on the right path. Now, you, you just reminded me of something. I don't know if you're as much of a social uh, media addict as I am. I was perusing Instagram. You see all the uh, last weekend, all the players taking pictures at Churchill Downs. Josh Widener, he didn't have any pictures at Churchill. He had one with an individual identified as his agent boarding an airplane. Boarding an airplane. Take that for what you will. <laughs> that's right. I did see that. Um, you know, you can look at it one of two ways. Maybe that's this is all speculation here, by the way. I'm not saying anything based on knowledge here. Maybe he's 
working on his deal to Europe. Maybe he was going to, you know, going to join the U-20s ahead of their World Cup. You never know. He did literally just turn 18 right before that. That's true. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. And again, as we mentioned, the reports from uh, USA Today, from Pro Soccer Wire, from all kinds of people in the, in the soccer media landscape are that he's going to Benfica in Portugal. Um, but it, it's another exciting thing for Louisville City fans to look forward to, to be able to tune into this U-20 World Cup uh, with the stars of tomorrow for the U.S. men's national team and potentially see Josh Winder play and play significant minutes for this team. I mean, he's captained the U-19 side a couple of times. He's had a U-20 call-up already this year. I think he has every opportunity to be one of the regular starters for this team. Um, and, and, and that'll be really exciting to see. Again, a Louisville City player on an international worldwide stage. I mean, this is got, he's going to be playing. Not, not, he's not just playing with U.S. men's national team stars of the future. He's playing with the stars of the game of the future. The next Lionel Messi could be in this tournament, and Josh Winder could be uh, playing against that kind of player. Yeah, not the downplay, the, the call-up or anything, but after he got the call-up to the, the, the full team, you had to be like, he has to be a shoe-in for this, right? And yeah. so I'm glad that they finally made that official. He's going to get that, um, that opportunity, and I think that opportunity is going to be the big part. It's one thing they get called up. It's another thing on how he's going to perform there. So I'm really excited to see what he can do, and I hope he can showcase and, and show off his talents to make his case that he should start to be more regularly with the the senior national team and start to make more regular appearances there. I mean, so far, his resume has definitely put him on track for that. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we don't know officially if that deal to Benfica has been made. If, you know, I'm sure there have been talks. I'm sure there have been discussions. Um, You wonder if it hasn't been made. Let's say Josh Winder has an outstanding performance in this U-20 World Cup. Let's say he bursts onto the scene and catches the eyes of everybody that watches it. Maybe that number, that $1.5 million, just ticks up a little bit more, closer to $2 million, closer to $2.5 million. You never know. I mean, if he comes out and has that kind of World Cup, we've seen it at the senior level. You know, all kinds of guys come out in the senior level and, and have breakout performances in the World Cup and then get sold for mega deals. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could see a little mini mega deal here with Josh Winder, potentially. You never know. Yeah, there's de- the World Cup bump is definitely real. They had the guy was the Gapo, went to Liverpool yeah. um, from the Netherlands. His stock shot up um, after just, that Just last December, um, that's right. There is some an Argentinian player that went to Chelsea for... God, like 120 Julian Alvarez, million. yeah. Yeah, because he had, I think, had a, a, a clause on his contract. But they were willing to pay it, and partly because of his performance there. So that's not an unreal possibility. Performing on the big stage can be a, a big change to your career, um, particularly in soccer. And maybe Louisville City might be sitting there with their fingers crossed, hoping he does perform well so that uh, so that they get a bigger paycheck. Also on that team, by the way, Jonathan Gomez, former Louisville City player. Joe Go. So not only Josh Winder, but also Joe Go. So a lot of reasons for Louisville City fans uh, to tune into this U-20 World Cup and cheer on uh, those two players. And by the way, this might be the last time Josh Winder plays for Louisville City. We may have seen the last of him in purple because he's going to go off to this World Cup, and then you'd expect that deal to Europe would happen after that. Yeah, and enjoy him for the few, a few matches we have left of him. It's, time's running short. Again, it's a double dip this weekend. Lots of opportunity to go down to Lynn Family Stadium tomorrow night, racing Louisville FC against the Chicago Red Stars and what Benton and I both think is a must-win for this team if they want to turn their season around and do what we all think they can and go to the playoffs. Louisville City, Saturday night, 7.30 against Miami. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets. LouCity.com slash tickets. 502 City. We will talk to you next Thursday. Vamos, Morados. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. 
You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.